Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. So your ex has told you that you're breaking up or you've told your ex that you're breaking up and you're still living together under one roof and you've just realized you have to figure out what it is that you need to do and what it is you need to know. So this episode is going to be all those questions that are running through your head right now and I'm just going to quick fire shoot them at mum <laughs> and she's going, she's going to answer them for us and remembering this is just an education podcast. It's not legal advice so please always get your own independent legal advice but this is a good starter, right? Yeah, it and is. It's a good starter. All and, things to consider. And our episodes seem to only be allowed to have 100 at a time and one of our first ever episodes was very popular was based around this. So we are going to do a new updated version for you today. So if you are just about to separate or you have and you have no idea where to start, this is a perfect episode for you. And if you are already separated, you might want to listen to this because there are some myths that we are going to talk about and make sure that nobody tells you that that's true. That's right. Right. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello, (laughs) Mum. Thanks for joining us on this lovely day. It is a lovely day. First of all, to get your head around it, most people are going to be really upset whether you're the one who wanted to mm. leave them or not because, let's face it, it is a complete disconnect of your old life. Mm. It's like an earthquake and everything's up in the air. You don't know what you're going to do tomorrow. You don't know who you're going to be talking to and you don't have a clear plan in your mind because I guess when most people become de facto or get married, they they have this story in their head that they'll live happily ever after. And, and no one really, I don't think anyone walks down the aisle or, or gets married or has starts a relationship with the, with a the idea they're going to split up. Yeah. Mm. So the whole narrative in your head is going to all of a sudden be shattered, whether even if it's just an amicable split. And we do talk about within this podcast all the different types of splits we yes. focus on in our course, as well as in this podcast is the amicable where yeah. it, you're getting along fine. And then there's manipulative and controlling, which is is a tricky what one to says, watch. Yes, and narcissistic we type sort of behaviour. Always yeah. guide you through on what it is that you can do specifically for that Based based on, on the topics. Yep. And then there is uh, avoidant, those ones that stick their head in the sand and just want to pretend that nothing's happening. Could be our listeners. Yes, could It might you. be you or it might be your ex. But I doubt you're sticking your head in the sand if you're listening That's to this right. episode. That's right, you're being proactive, yeah. you're true. And high conflict, they just want to fight about everything. So mm. you're going to be in that kind, one of those, and they do change, right? Mm. So right mm. at the start, Mum, most people are amicable-ish. Enough. (laughs) Amicable-ish enough. Because, you know, everyone genuinely usually wants to do the right thing, right? I don't know if that's true. Okay. There's a lot like that, but sometimes it's very explosive Mm. separation. So Mm. things might have been rocky, um, but then someone sort of, does something, says something, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Or there might you might straw discover, that breaks the camel's yeah, back. You might discover an affair, mm. um, or your affair might be discovered. Mm. Um, all of those those things can well, be a dramatic. Separation. Let's bust this first myth because I know a lot of people raise this at the beginning. Mm. Does it matter if your ex cheated on you? No. Okay, no. so that's the first. It myth. matters to you, yes. But the court just sticks their fingers in their ears. They don't care. It doesn't matter, even if it comes to custody with children, all of that. It just yeah. doesn't matter. No, it okay. doesn't matter. So it's horrible, but in 
the eyes of the family court in Australia, the, the federal, circuit. federal circuit court. It's it's not it's yeah. not a thing. And and I mean th- those are things that really matter to you, and you need to explore them with counselling or however you can get through those mm. issues. Mm. Um, but try and keep the emotion out of the family court stuff. But which is all very well for us to say in those first few days. Oh no, you're devastated. You, Even if to. you triggered it, you'll feel yeah. terrible. And we've been there. We know. So a lot of our members they spend at least a couple of months just processing whatever Mm. it is that's going on. But it is important to make the decisions you're going to make in those early stages based on facts. So, Absolutely. For example, when we're talking about the house, one of the first things that runs through people's minds is, oh, well, I don't want to live with him or I don't want to live with her. Someone's going to have to move out. And one of the biggest myths is if you move out, do you lose your rights to the house? No, yeah. um, but it is something that seems to be floating around lunchrooms and coffee shops and, mm. and on Twitter. But in Australia, moving out of the house doesn't mean you lose your rights to the house. Is that even if you don't, if your name's not on the property? Yes, even if your name's not on the property. Okay. You may have to take some steps to preserve the property so they don't sell it mm. after you've gone. But no, if you need to, if you need to get out for your safety or for the children's sake or, or just sanity, be, yeah, or for your sanity, just because even if they just won't move out mm. and someone has to go, then no, that's not an issue. Um, in generally, your entitlement to the house will not be changed by you leaving. Okay, and then this comes the next question that I think a lot of people would be thinking about in this type of economic climate mm. is. I can't afford to move out. Yes, I can't afford so many because the rent is so high, or I've still got to pay the mortgage. How can I pay a mortgage and be paying rent? So, what do you tell people to do? Like, what are people supposed to do? It's really hard. This mm. is a really hard time. Yeah. So, generally, the ones that I've seen who who are managing it this way mm. maybe have a separate area of the house where they can live. So they stay separated under, but under, under one, one roof. roof. Yep. If and it's safe. If it's safe, yeah, only if it's safe. Yeah. Or uh, there are people who end up staying in a friend's guest room mm-hmm. um, till they can get back on their feet, so mm. to speak. There are people who uh, move out and rent somewhere for themselves and stop contributing to the mortgage. And generally the court requires or requests, no, the court expects the person who lives in the house, mm-hmm. who, who lay, stayed in the family home, that person should be paying all of the outlays associated with their home if right. they've got the income to do so. And the rationale for that is that even though it's a joint debt, the person who moved out will have their own accommodation costs. Right. So, But that is in a world where there's lots of extra cash and enough that one person can afford to rent up to own, pay all the payments on the family home. Sometimes the person who stays in the family home, Airbnb's part of their house or sublets part of their house or takes in boarders mm. um, to help pay the bills. Okay. Yep. So, that, so okay, so if you are like, I'm going to have to move out mm. and you move out and you pay a rent, mm. so it's expected or assumed by the family court that the person who's staying in the house will pay the mortgage. Even though there's it in both names. But it's, called, it's important to note that what the family court expects is not what the bank expects. What the bank expects. So right. the bank, you are liable for that mortgage. Mm. Um, so you need to keep an eye on it, make sure it's being paid. And if you, ha- if you, if it's not being paid, you have to pay it. Otherwise, you may lose your house. Right. So those are all things to consider. It depends how much of a problem 
the person you're leaving in the house mm. is and their personality So do a type. lot of people just stay in the house together until it's sold? Some of them do, especially now where they can't really get rentals easily. Mm. Um, we're, we're doing this in uh, what June, July 2023 and there's something of a rental crisis. Mm. And okay. so they do uh, tend to stay in the house. Thank goodness the court process is not taking as long. Mm. But, of course, you've got to start that to get the ball rolling. Well, let's talk about negotiate. that. Yep. Do you need to go to court if you're divorcing? No, you can settle it between yourselves, but you have to have a document right. to, to finalise it. Otherwise, it's not over till there's something. So a lot of people, they go, oh, well, we're splitting up. We don't really have that much. We've just got this house and the two cars, I'll take one car, he'll take the other car, and we'll just sell the house and split the money and that's it. We won't we won't involve the courts. We won't yeah. do anything like that. Um, is that. Is that something people can do? I think people do it a lot more than I know yeah. because I see the ones who are doing it through the formal process. But there are risks with that. Mm. The risks are that until it is... Uh, a final document with a stamp of the court, a court order or a financial agreement, mm -hmm. then at any time someone can come back against you and say, oh, well, now I've spent my bit and now we'll have property settlement. Mm -hmm. Or you might win lotto or you might get an inheritance and they go, oh, now let's have property settlement. And that could be if you've been, if you're married and no one actually goes and gets a divorce. The paper divorce. The paper divorce. Yeah. It could be years down the track when they come, when back. They come back after you. Yeah, it might be years before you realise that and you probably saved money and moved on. If you're married and you get a divorce, then that can still happen for a year after your divorce becomes final. They could still apply come for property settlement, property. even though in your mind it's done and dusted. It's not in, in the court's eyes until mm. it's finished. If you're a de facto relationship, you've got two years from the date of separation to bring any application. So some people just... I know they do uh, because of the cost. Split it all and walk Split away. Split it all, walk away and hope nobody breaks their promise. Yep. Or wait until they're divorced. Split it all, walk away, file the divorce and hold their breath for a year or two mm. or, you know, two years after separation, something like that. Yeah. But the ideal thing is to have it finalised with the document. Mm. With um, the consent order or with, with the consent agreement. order or yeah. with the financial agreement. I think the DIY blueprint we do does the uh, does the yeah. consent order mm. and that will give you that finality. Yeah, so you mm. can do a consent order, get it stamped with the court without having to actually go to court. Yes, and without yeah. having to go to a lawyer. Okay, well, you should go to a lawyer. You should always, and this is the next step. <laughs> so... A lot of people say, oh, we don't want to get lawyers involved. If you go see a lawyer, they'll take all your money. There's no point, blah, 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 blah. Why is it important? Or, and, and can you just dispel this myth? If you go and see a lawyer, does that mean you're going to court? No, no, you haven't. You, you haven't started a big process with the court. So what I meant by the, mm. you don't need a lawyer is you can draw up your own consent orders. Yeah. But we always recommend that you go and see a lawyer to find out where you stand because this is just general education and uh, your lawyer can take into account your circumstances. Mm. Many lawyers these days offer a discounted one-hour interview to or sort of know where you stand. Call. Yep. I don't know if you'll find much in a 3.30-minute okay. call, but, but certainly they can help you. Talk to a lawyer and just get a rough idea of what your entitlements are and, and your circumstances, explore yeah. that with them. Okay, so a lot of people go, oh, I don't want to go and see a lawyer because that'll start a fight and I want it to be amicable, but realistically, 
you could go and see a lawyer. You don't have to tell your other partner, no. uh, your ex-partner. And absolutely And do just not. find out what you're entitled to. And just because they, you find out what you're entitled to doesn't mean that's what you have to ask for either. Yeah, and it doesn't mean what you'll get necessarily because no. yeah. there's always a range. Yeah. But at least if you're giving stuff up, you may, might as well know what you're giving up. Yeah, okay. You, you don't want to find out two years later that you could have had some superannuation. Okay. So let's go track back a bit. So mm. we've gone, we're, they're sitting on the couch and they're like, oh my gosh, all right, well, I'll leave, I'll pay rent, I'll make can pay the mortgage while, while we're, before we sell mm. it or we'll live together and we'll sell it. Or they move out. And but what I'll, about the cars? So um, mm. I know a lot of people, most families have two cars. Mm. Most uh, There's a lot of families that have no car, but, there's, mm. you know, if they pretend they've got two cars, they're both in joint name. Yeah. just What happens? Does, does it, it matter have, if it's in joint name? No, in that very short term, no, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, so you can take head a off, car. Take a car. You're entitled to take a car, particularly if That's you've got stealing? kids. That's not stealing? No, no, it's not. So what if the car's in your ex-partner's name? Can you take it? General advice only. This is not even yeah. advice. This is just education. <laughs> education, because if if your ex makes a complaint that it's stolen, then you yeah. need to say, look, it was a family law thing. Yeah. Um, it's better if you take one that's got your name on it somewhere. Okay. Yeah. But if but it doesn't, if what do it you doesn't, do? Well, you should take a car with you, but perhaps give them notice. And say, hey, I'm taking a car. Yes, I need a vehicle. Yeah. My, and and then, I, you'd have to be pretty weird to not let a person have a car. And well, that's a red flag, mm. isn't it? Mm. And then, then later on down the track, that car can then be transferred, transferred into, your into name. yours, and the other one transferred into their and name. That's, that's the what consent. normally happens. That's yeah. in the consent orders. Yeah, you yeah. usually would put that in the consent orders, or just do it separately. Okay. Uh, the risk with it is, if your name's still on a car left in their care, and they have an accident, mm. uh, or they don't pay the insurance, or they don't pay the rego, you could be liable. Okay. All right. So car wise in the early stages you can just take one mm, i reckon hopefully you can take if it's one, in hopefully your name they're not going to report you check to the with the lawyer yeah yes i mean the re- reporting to a police is a classic manipulative and controlling trick right they report the car stolen the police pull you up and you go it's not stolen yes i just it's our car it's our family and car. i've separated and yeah. this is domestic violence reporting you to the police for stealing the car mm. Mm. okay all right but always get your own legal advice yeah absolutely is- especially because Domestic violence laws are different in every country and in every state. Yeah, yeah, and this is for Australia. Yeah. So, all right. So you've got the house. We, you can make your decisions on the house. The next, you know, you think, oh, what am I going to do for transport? So you've got you. Hopefully, you can take a car. But then the next, I think, question really is about what about the money in the bank? Because this is right at the early stages, mm. the money in the bank is a big, it's big. A- issue and yeah. it's and who moves first or who does what is a good mm, telltale sign mm. what's going to happen later yeah let's in, pretend let's the t- person listening there's 30 grand in the bank okay in joint names in joint names okay so either take half of it or take all of it this is just general this advice is education yeah. so. so i recommend usually to take half of it or all of it particularly mm-hmm. if you don't have money and right. the other person as in you're not earning a wage yeah, or not earning much and yeah. the other person is earning more money okay so and then you an can unbalanced. always give it back yeah right don't ever take it if it, i would never recommend taking it if it's in a business mm-hmm. because it belongs to the company or usually to the 
business entity. But if it's joint names, if it's in a redraw account, uh, then you could, you know, usually take half or take all of it mm. and then um, give it back if you need to later. But at least then you've got some money behind you to run your legal fees and you don't have to go to court to ask for that. Mm. Um, so a lot of people seem to get stuck if it's in a unbalanced financial relationship. Maybe the one of them's been the stay-at-home carer, mm. the other person's earning all the money, and then, yes, they say, well, no, this is all my money. You don't mm. have any money because you, you, you haven't worked. Work. Oh, so dear. I'm taking it. They change the bank account mm-hmm. details. They get it all into their name and then people are stuck. So you have to go to court then to get to an order. Yes. So okay. a little bit of self-help early on usually is helpful. Okay. So um, don't feel guilty about it. If it's more if it's more than uh, you can, like generally I say to people, if, if it's more than you should have or they don't have as much as you thought they had, you can mm-hmm. always give it back. Yeah. We'll give some of it back. But definitely get legal advice before you do that. Well, if you've got time, you can always just take it out and then get legal advice about whether you should have done it. That's right. Because there's another thing that people do is where they make it joint signatory so you can't take any Mm. money out or worse, they just just take it all out and then you've got nothing. The other person might do that. And and, and if you trust you better than you trust them. That's right. It's exactly and right. And you're going to do the right thing yep. and make sure everybody has money, then sometimes it might be a better idea. Yeah. But right in that early stages, that can happen. Yes. Yes. Mm. And and it's not – and the trouble with it is if you've just separated, if you're feeling guilty or you're mm. shell-shocked, mm. Uh, you might – you wouldn't dream of it. Mm. But then later on down the track, you wish you would have taken So something. many people write in and wish they had. Yeah, yeah. So, so many people write in and wish they had because they get stuck. And then you've got to go to court and how do you afford to go to court when you haven't, you've haven't? you left all the money in an account and the other person's either taken it out or mm. frozen it. And, now and you it's can. yours as well. You know, like it. you shouldn't take money that isn't yours. Yes. But re- you, you need to remember how much of the property stuff you've contributed well to. and let's talk about this because i mm. think it's important so in the property in in family law if this is you know your first episode that you're mm. listening to it is a property pool yes so property pool means everything so everything. what are all of your assets and your superannuation yeah all the money all the assets everything put together given yes, a dollar of amount. both of you that you've got any power possession or control like Anything of yours. Yeah. Just yours and theirs goes everything. all together in one big pool. Whether it's Aunt Gertie's inheritance um, or... Whether it's in their name and not yours. Or whether you had 200000 at the beginning. Yeah. It all, if it's, it all just gets put into the property pool. And then the is it always 50-50? You're invited to our free webinar. Whether you're stuck at the beginning of deciding to divorce or you're struggling to find your way through the legal jargon and fear of the unknown of the legal process, we are here to empower you to take control. Join us to learn what steps you can take, followed by a live Q&A where you get Lynn, my amazing mum, and family law accredited specialist to answer your questions. All you have to do is go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and click on Reserve My Seat. Register now for our free webinar to help you make the best decision for your future. We'll see you there. Hurry, spaces are limited, so don't miss out. Register today. The, is it always 50-50? No, 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 not at all. Okay. If it was, we wouldn't need lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in our course, we talk you through mm. that kind of thing. But how I, to work I, it out. How to work it out. And we do have some episodes on contributions and, and, and figuring that out. And future needs. And future needs. But I think it's important to, for people to know that it's very rarely ever 100% to one person. 
Yeah. I can't think I've ever seen a hundred percent to one person. Right. Maybe I read a case once where a fellow had assets overseas mm. and he wasn't disclosing. So there was And no so way. I seem to recall the the woman here mm. got a hundred percent of what was in Australia. Right. Mm. Okay. So you you basically don't think Maybe if your ex is uneducated and they say, "Well, I earned it all; mm. it's all mine." Mm. Salaries don't go come and get into- a job. Get get lost. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not giving you anything. Mm-hmm. That's not going to fly no. in the family court. No, no. Okay, great. So that takes some alleviation of stress. Yeah, off that's people. right. I mean, ultimately, you'll you need to set your own life up and be responsible for your own earnings. Yes, but. but during the relationship, mm-hmm. each party contributes in their own way, whether it's to homemaking or parenting, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's their uh, income, okay. stuff they've earned, what had at the beginning. Right. So that might alleviate a little bit of stress for mm. some people. But the next question I think everyone thinks about, or I'm sure they think about it first, is kids. Yeah. If, if you've, you've got, got kids, kids, they will be top of your list. Yeah. So you're sitting on the couch, you you know it's over, you you're like, where am I going to go? Johnny's got to get the soccer in the but morning. But I've still got to carry on with the kids' life. Yep, they, they do to go to school in the morning. Johnny's got soccer on Wednesday night, um, all of that stuff. So uh, if you've got kids, these will be the main things that will worry you. Um, also how you can pay for them, mm. how you can manage them. Mm. So when it comes to kids, if you're separating, um, really the person with the children should be the one I think generally staying in the house yeah. if they can afford to do it. Well, that would make, make more sense, ma- right? Well, it's less disruptive for the children in their best interest to keep at least then it's just that one of their parents is missing. As opposed to them leaving the yes. house. Yeah. yeah. But if you've been the person most attuned to the children's needs mm. um, and or your ex's um, work doesn't allow for care of the children and they need to come with you, mm. Um, and you have to leave the house, then you've got to make some arrangements pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but it's okay to stay in your auntie's um, sewing room and put With the, the kids, kids. Yeah, yeah. For, for a few days. So, so child support, should they be applying for child support? Yes, yes. Straight away? Straight away, yeah. So even if they're living in the same Online. house? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if, if you're separated, mm. then yes. Mm. But it's a question of degree, isn't it? Because mm. um, separation under one roof is really hard to prove. And we've done and an one episode. of the ways you can prove we've, it, I guess. We've is, done an episode on separation yeah. under one roof. We'll put that in the show notes yeah. so you could click on that. But one of the ways I've seen um, for proving that you're separated under one roof is that someone's put in for child support and the other person's paying it okay. as though you were separated. So that may be, especially if you're separated, you're living under one roof and you feel like you're not getting access to the funds you used to mm-hmm. be able to get access to, mm. you are going to need that child support um, and it is a good idea to do that. And it sometimes mm. is a way if you are separated. If it's safe. If, if it's, it's safe. Uh, if you're separated under one roof, we do get a lot of people write in and say, I can't move out because we haven't sold the house yet. My ex doesn't seem to understand that. We have split. But mm. I guess child support is one way of one way indicating of doing that. Yes, that's mm. true. And, so, and making it clear in letters that you are separated. And if you've got 50-50 of the kids, can mm. you apply for child support? You can. Um, it depends. Uh, so some that fellow who does that TikTok mm. wrongly assumes, it seems, yes. that uh, 50-50 means you don't pay child support, but yeah. that's nonsense. Mm. Uh, the In Australia, we're talking Australian child support legislation here, uh, the, court, the 
child support agency assesses your respective incomes mm. and your respective percentages of time with the child. And if one of you has a lower income and the other has a higher income, there's generally a payment across to the other parent, even though it's a 50-50 arrangement. So okay. you're not free of okay. child support. Right. Uh, I think if more people understood that, we might have fewer custody fights. Yes, I know. Um, okay, so you've got the kids, you can sort out child support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to make some short-term arrangements because in, in your consent orders or if you go to court, you can yep. obviously come up with some formal arrangements of who goes where and when and what times, but you need the short-term you, stuff. You do. You can't just... You can't live off the fly and go, are you doing it or am I doing it? Am yeah, I picking up no. the kids or are you picking up you the kids? You can't just leave them on the lounge chair with their devices and no. not take them to school until you sort things out. Yes. There needs to be some arrangement and it generally, uh, it generally um, will be... Uh, the person who was primarily responsible for dropping off and picking up who will keep doing that yeah. usually. Yeah. Uh, don't get bullied in those early stages into 50-50, which is what um, seems to be the gold standard if you've got someone manipulative and controlling mm. or high conflict. Uh, it's got to be what's best for the kids. Yeah. 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 So really seriously put your hat on and, and your thinking hat on it and your neutral hat on yeah. and say what is it that will be the best for the kids given the stress they're going to go through, even well, if you think say, you've shielded them. Hey, it's short term. Would Let's just do this so that the, the kids yes. feel better for the time being until we can sort out the real term plan. Yes. I think, though, um, leaving the kids in the house and not having them to spend time with you, yeah. that can drag on for a couple of months and sets a, a little precedent where you might find somebody says, oh, you need to reestablish your relationship. You need to have two hours on a Saturday at a contact centre and all of that. So, so you've got to be careful. Start as you mean to go on with yeah. children. Yeah. 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 And, and even if you are, like I said, in your auntie's sewing room, mm-hmm. um, you can take the kids to the park for the day. You can, you know, yeah. you can do do everything with them, and still I, keep I, seeing them. It sounds so funny mm-hmm. for us to sit here and be like, and you should do this and you should do this. Yeah. But these people are sitting on the couch going, holy crap, my whole, whole life just is just gone. completely gone into yeah. a complete smithereens. Um, mm. So I know that you're, you're going to be sitting there dealing with the pain and the hurt or the the shock, mm. but then also having to be a parent and well, doing what's best for the kids. Every, every parent knows. You can be, you know, as sick as a dog, but you've still yeah. got to parent the kids. You've still yeah. got to feed them. Yeah. I think uh, that shock you talk about, mm. I, I, I wrote once something along the lines of one day, uh, you're, you're part of a couple. Mm-hmm. Sure, you fight a bit, but, you know, mm-hmm. who doesn't? Uh, you roll along and you're doing the do, you're, you're paying your debts, you're raising the kids, and then one day something happens and it's over. Mm-hmm. And then, then what do you do about it? And so... And you might have been married for 12, 15 years, yeah. you know, mm. but and it's, it's a shock. It's important that you get some, um, you know, emotional support through a psychologist. Absolutely, set it up. Friends, family, but then have, you know, get your friends and family to help with the kids in yeah. the early stages as well. There's nothing wrong with that, no, is there? No, nothing no. wrong with that. No. Uh, there's no such thing in, in um, Australian law anyway as an unfit mother, but that kind of is something that's bandied around. And the myths that we talk about, the other person also throws myths up at you, mm. you know. Mm. So definitely if you can, some advice. you can start listening to this podcast for some education and go and get some legal advice, mm-hmm. as we've said. Then there's the stuff. Yeah. Your stuff. So furniture, 
books, photo albums, bicycles, shoes. And your precious things, yeah. like your trophy from Or your grandma's school. second vase from or, a wedding. Yes, or, or just something that's really important to you. You're knitting your craft project, I don't know, whatever it is that you really love. Yeah. That all of that stuff. So first thing to know, furniture and stuff, the court really doesn't do furniture fights. I can't tell you how many years it's been since I've seen an order that says who gets what lounge chair and who gets what television. Right. The court just can't be bothered. Yeah. And they have they don't have the resources. Um so uh when you leave, if you're leaving the house, um then you should take your precious stuff. The stuff that really matters. That, that can't be replaced. Because there is a chance even though you leave leaving the house And even though it might be amicable. And you still have rights to the house when you leave the stuff in the house, it's a harder thing to get back. Yeah, well, the court, like I said, the court doesn't bother with so it unless you, you've got a reasonable person there. They might go, what knitting, what yeah. photo album? What music album? I yeah. don't remember anything what like that. What second vase from Auntie yeah. Kath? What, what um, speed bike? What, so you yeah. need to try and think about, okay, if is my ex manipulative controlling? Then if they are, make sure you're getting the stuff you want because there's a chance you might not get it at all yes. out of the house. Are they avoidant? Well, then you should stay in the house probably anyway. Yes, but they might not leave. But they might not leave. So you need to think about that. You know, is it high conflict? You don't want to be fighting over the cricket bat that's on the wall. Just just put it in the boot of your car um, and take it with you and Mm. leave it at someone's place. And then when it comes to furniture... Well, what's your best advice for? Okay, well, my, it's not education. No, it's not but advice. yeah. So what I see mostly mm. is whoever moves out. Like we are so wealthy, mostly in, mm. in compared to other countries. Australia is mm. very lucky. Most families have a second telly, television, or um, most families have some spare seating. Yeah, lounge chairs. Yeah, an outdoor um, setting. And yeah, outdoor, outdoor setting. setting. And you know, my when I first left, I had a a yellow picnic set. Yep, yep. It was a suitcase folded out and that was my dining room. There's You can usually scrounge up enough stuff to set up another little house, like yeah. a beer fridge, take the beer fridge, whatever you can do. That's sort of the stuff that can go with you when you go in the house or you give it to your ex um, to take when they go. Um, that's sort of initial boost, but mm. that doesn't mean the person in the house owns everything else. It's just that very short term we're talking about. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And you always say, don't you, Mum, that it's a good idea to, if you are leaving to video. Video, everything? yep. It, it, we used to not be able to, um, but yes, video because just because we didn't have the technology. Mm. But you think you remember what's in the house, but mm. you might not. So you can walk through each room and video the whole room. What's in Open there? Open the, the cupboards. cupboards yep. What's so? There's the fridge. There's a this. There's a mm-hmm. that. So if you're never allowed back in that house, you've got proof of what's in there. And that's a possibility. There. That's yeah. a possibility. You may even think it's a trial separation. Yeah, but it might but be it, you're never coming back. That's right. It, it could be the and end. And you've got to rely on your ex to yeah. give you stuff out of that house. Yes, and to be and your memory to know what was there. Yeah. So also when you go, take your passports, and I'd always say this, take your own passports. Um, you can take the kids. You can always give it back if you have to. Don't take your other person's passport. Mm-hmm. Take your birth certificate and We all have of those a brilliant documents. checklist if you'd like to download it. Oh, that's right, it. we you do. You can click on the show notes or you can go to our website, www.thedivorcecourse.com.au, mm-hmm. and you can download the checklist before you go. Um, and people we've say, got some tips in there. People say it's the best thing they've ever yes, done. Yes, I think practical well, stuff you don't think of at the, the time. Yeah, and and it, it's so helpful, isn't it? When when you're having 
trouble just breathing in and out and remembering yeah. to eat. Yeah. Um, to be thinking about this sort of tricky stuff. Yeah. And if you've got a little, and it's pink, yeah. I think, and if you print out the checklist, you and can. And do that. And then and that then way, at least you won't later be on down yourself. the track, yeah. when you're worrying about disclosure and yeah. things like that, you can go, actually, I took a photograph yeah. of that. Future future you will thank you. Yeah. yeah future so you take a video. And then that thing you say with Furniture Mum is to write two lists. Yep. And so what, this choose. is what the court's been doing for years. So yeah. they say, if you want to sort out the furniture, okay, first first thing to know is it's not regarded by the court as the value you've got it insured for. Mm-hmm. So get that little number out of your head, the 20, yeah. 30, 40,000. Yeah. It's what you would get secondhand. On Facebook. On Facebook. And, and remember, it is secondhand stuff. Yeah. So if you leave a lounge chair behind on the desk and so forth and you want it or they want to take certain things, that's fine. You can just buy another secondhand one. Mm. It's not that big a deal. So so what the court often says is one person out of the couple makes two roughly even lists of what's in the house. Okay, These days I don't think people fight about toasters and jugs because they're so cheap, mm. but they used to be, kettles used to oh, wow. be dear. And so what you do is you, you say, so you might be riding it down and you might, might go, okay, so there's a single bed in Timmy's room and single bed, like often we'll leave the bed, the children's furniture out. Mm-hmm. But a um, it might be, I've got an uh, uh, air, air fryer. fryer. Yep, put one on one list, one on the other. Um, <clears throat> the two televisions or third televisions, put the outdoor settings and just try to make the list even. And you know why you make them even? Mm. It's because the other person gets to choose one of them. Yeah. And that is the best way to do it. It's, I think. it's, it's the cheapest. cheapest way to do it. So I think it's it's really important, though, to be aware that you're not going to be able to go to court and demand to have the, the bookcase from your room. Yeah, by returned. the time you pay a lawyer to argue. It would cost yes. more than what it was worth. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's different from like really expensive furniture that's worth 30 grand. Maybe, but is it worth thirty thousand? I don't know. <laughs> you might have paid thirty thousand. Napoleon's desk. Yes. I don't know. That was different, right? That that is different. Yeah. Antiques and special stuff. Yeah. Um, if that's yours, or, or you know, otherwise it stays there and gets valued. And, that, and there's your cash equivalent. Whoever gets it pays the other person. And there is an episode about valuations, untangling mm-hmm. valuations that you can listen to, so you yep. understand that process. Yeah. But but realistically, don't spend all your money on legal fees fighting over this stuff. No, no, no. Yeah. No. So, all right. So, I guess I know it's a really weird episode, um, yeah, but I just wanted is. to cover like the, the the thoughts that are running through people's heads right at the beginning. And it really is. It's the house, the kids, the car, the stuff. Money. And money. And then the one thing I want people to be aware of is, and I feel like the more education our listeners get, yep. the more empowered they are. Yes. And the more equipped they are to get on with with doing it. Um, but one thing that people bandy around a lot on TikTok, and, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to put it all in my mother's name and then she won't have any access to it. <laughs> or I'm going to, you know, give it to, sell it cheap to my friend and then they won't, he won't be able to get it. So can you just give a little, to alleviate the fears of those people that are right at the beginning going, oh God, what this is all yeah. going to go to heck. It generally all comes back to yeah. bite them in the bum. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who try those things. Yeah. But um, I think, as I said in another episode, the Family Law Act's been around since 1976. Mm-hmm. And so they honestly can't think of anything to do that hasn't been tried before. And the court can simply make a declaration mm-hmm. that an asset actually was that person's. Or the court might say um, 
well, that's they've given that away. That's their choice, but mm-hmm. it was part of the property pool, so it just gets added back in on their side of and, the ledger. And I think a lot of you need to know that you're not all destined for a trial in court. No, that's true. So it's like, Mum, you said it was 2%? Yes, it used to be that end up settling on the morning at 2% actually end up in the witness box giving evidence. Yeah. And most cases, if they get all the way to trial, mm-hmm. they they settle on the morning. And most people now are either doing it by consent orders out of court, mm-hmm. um, mediation, yeah. everybody has to do that That's now. That's right. Well, the court system now, yeah, it was mediation. It used to be called a t- Alternative Dispute Resolution, remember? Mm-hmm. ADR. Mm-hmm. Laura was uh, a student... I was a champion she in was, Queensland. She for was a it, champion, which in, is hilarious because now I'm in this industry. But yeah. but it basically, it's now primary dispute. They resolution. force you to sit down and talk about it yep. and sort it out and get it done at a table in a room, yes. separate separate rooms, whatever. And we do lots of episodes on that. You can listen yep. to those. But that that just because you're getting a divorce now does not mean you're going to be in court doing a trial. That's so don't right. don't catastrophize it in your head that it's going to be this huge hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be, but yeah. it might not be. And and if most people are reasonable enough to go through a mediation, sort it out, get it into consent yeah. orders and move on with their lives. And and we do, um, we talk about there's mediation, there's arbitration, which is like someone makes a decision for you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just takes letters yeah. between you both. Negotiating and, with letters. And re- referring people to cases and mm-hmm. saying. It's know, education. Yeah. Once people know what the court would do in yeah. a trial. Yeah. They're usually more likely to go, well, I don't want to go to trial. I might as well settle. Why am I going to spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on a lawyer when I know what the answer is roughly going to be? Yeah. And if you both get good legal advice and we recommend that you get some legal advice, the answers should be pretty well the same. The number one thing I want everyone to take away from this is you should go see a lawyer. Even if you're avoidant? Yeah. Just go and see one lawyer for one session. You're not signing away $3,000 no. in a trust account. You're not doing anything. You just want to see where you stand. Go, yeah, that's right. Go to a no-strings-attached arrangement where you pay on the day, have your hour, take a, fa- a fierce friend, I mm-hmm. always say, someone mm-hmm. who will be quiet mm-hmm. but can take notes and yep. remember because you might not be in a situation if you're going quickly to getting an appointment as soon as you can. Yep. You might not be... Uh, in the right headspace to take all of the advice on board. Totally. So take so a notebook, go take and your friend. see a lawyer. Yep. And then if your ex says if you go see a lawyer, it's fights on, then go and see a lawyer without telling them. Well, that's a red flag. If your ex says, yeah. let's not get lawyers involved. Red flag. That probably means they've been to a lawyer and didn't like what they heard. That's right. <laughs> so our, our hearts go out to you because we know yeah. how hard this situation it's is. It's rubbish. It, it is the worst part of the whole situation. Time. I think it is, yeah. But once you get through that part and the first baby cap, baby steps, the first stages, you will get better, it will feel better, you will get through this. But mm. I think it's important that we always touch on this, mums, because it yeah. is the questions right at the beginning that everybody asks. Yes. Sometimes it helps, well, it helped me to envisage what my life might, will be like once it's all sorted. Yeah. And so you've got a new, what we call a new normal, mm. but it just doesn't involve a person mm. with whom you can't live anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great idea. Um, mm. Do a vision board. 
Yes. I did. (laughs) And cut out pictures and holiday ideas and what my house might look like. And, you know, and it's, you're not going to get there straight away. I didn't see that. You must have kept that hidden from the kids. Yeah. I was, I was going to start a podcast. (laughs) Tick. Oh, my goodness. Well done. (laughs) So, all of these things that I wanted to do, um, you know, it took me a couple of years, but at least I'd look at it and go, all right, I'm in the crap now. But look, how awesome my life is going to be once this is over. Yes. And for me, it was finishing my law degree. There you go. Yep. There you go. Yeah. All right. And and you may think this is the end, but you don't know what's around the corner. No. You might actually have the best new life you never would have dreamed of. So yeah. please, please hang on and listen. And if you feel sad, go and ring Lifeline. If you feel like you're in danger, in danger, you can ring 1-800-RESPECT or ring the police. Mm. Uh, but be proactive get some education into you. And a lot of people write to us and say, I wish I'd listened to this podcast sooner. I wish I'd done your course sooner. It has made such a difference. So we're calling out to all those people at the beginning that this this is for you guys. Come along on the journey with us and we will help you. And you're not the only ones. You're not alone. Yeah. But please always get independent legal advice. Mm -hmm. This is just education for legal education for the community. Yeah. Thank you, Mum, for coming along. And thank Thank you, everyone, for listening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.